We have some fun over-unders for you Michigan State fans about games, about players, about, well, other former assistant coaches, apparently. But first, what concerns us the most about this season? Hmm, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, holy smokes, we are single-digit days away from Michigan State kicking off their season. Before we get to any of that, though, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Maxwell Klitsky, friend of the program. He has made his return. I cannot believe he agreed to do this one more time. But, uh, dude, my man, how are we doing as we are not double digits from kickoff? We, we are nine days away from kickoff now. We, we feeling okay over there? Uh, yeah, we're feeling pretty great. Just pulled up the uh, week zero schedule. Uh, excited to uh, gather around Will Hunter's refrigerator to watch UCLA yes. San Jose State <laughs> on the Pac-12 network. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great weekend. It's nice that we are not a week zero game and we have a whole nother week to yeah. uh, argue about things on the internet that don't matter. No, it, it's great. Like a quarterback battle that no one knows how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up the, the USC thing because, yeah, I was looking at the week one schedule er- earlier today, too. It's like, wow, we get to see the number six team in the country kick off their season. Oh, wait, no, we don't. It's on Pac-12 Network. Right. Seven people in the country have that on their television. Uh, but, but whatever. Shout That's, out Larry uh, Scott. One time for Larry Scott. Larry boy. Um, Maxwell, I, I don't know how often you listen to the show. I'd imagine like a healthy person, maybe never. Um, I think we have been optimistic on this show in build up to the opening night game against Central Michigan. However, it, it would be clownery to just go blindly through the whole offseason, the, the days and the weeks leading up to it. Not talk about, hey, maybe some concerns. Look, Michigan State has an over under of five and a half probably for a reason. They did go five and seven last year. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but nice little refresher for this first segment. Before we get into our series of over under some smiles, some laughter, we're each going to say our number one concern for the season coming up. We're not going to do a whole list, not a top 10. Okay. We want to keep it somewhat upbeat, but still be based in reality here. Maxwell, do you mind batting first going into this 2023 season? What is your number one concern for this Michigan State team? Um, my number one concern and really like the first thing that I will always look at for every game is our success on early downs in offense and defense. Um, so I'm just going to throw some quick numbers at you. Um, they're not good, first of all. Oh, good. So like okay. early down. Great. So one of the stats I look at is like early down success rate. So mm-hmm. that basically means is like, are you getting, you know, I think it's around like 40%. It's it's a certain percentage of yards on first down, a certain percent, percentage of yards on second down, blanking on what mm-hmm. it is. That's poor show prep on me. Bad guess. Anyways, okay. Michigan State on offense ranked 85th in early down success rate uh, with only 38.3% of their plays being successful. Um, okay, great. So that's crucial. In, in, you know, as we saw with the offense, it was super stagnant. 
behind schedule, behind the chains. And we saw a lot of, you know, high, high leverage plays on third down go wrong. And then we punt the ball away. And um, our defense was not very good at keeping other teams from being successful in early downs. Uh, we ranked 80th in the country in that. And we allowed a success rate about 41% of the time. Um, so when you're playing teams like, you know, Washington and Ohio State and even Michigan, Michigan's incredible at um, early down oh, success yeah. rate just because they're able to just get their four to six yards on first and second down and just keep the chains moving, keep um, keep everything moving forward. And that's going to be my biggest concern because if we don't have any improvement in that, then what the front seven's doing isn't working in early downs and it's putting them in, you know, at risk situations. Like the offense playbook is open for the offense on third down um, and vice versa for the, for the defense, for the offensive side, we're in obvious passing situations. And we've seen how that kind of went last year, um, you know, and with quarterback play, we think it should be better than what it was last year, but that's still a huge question mark. They have to prove that mm -hmm. to us. So, um, overall, every single game, you know, how are we doing on first and second downs? Are we staying on schedule? Or are we keeping the opponent, you know, off schedule? So, yeah, it, it gives me some solace knowing that like Dyron Reynolds, I believe, was the assistant coach that brought that up. But he essentially said, look, the, the thesis of what we are doing this offseason is making sure that we get the other team to those third and lawns. And obviously, mm -hmm. that's a strategy that every football team should have. But I think they do know that it was a concern last year. I, it, it's not good. Get mm -hmm. ready for this hot take. It's not good to let <laughs> opponents average 4.3 yards per carry on the mm -hmm. ground, especially when you play in the Big Ten Conference. That doesn't do you any favors, but what? Ugh, just the success rate over downs, too. That, that's, that's some. Those are nice numbers, but they're also, for Michigan State fans, terrible numbers. But that, right. what a great indicator of uh, how good you can be on the football right. field with those. But I... I Look, I I know how silly this sounds. Hey, the coaches are talking about it, but I, what what if what if nothing changes? Yeah, what if it doesn't work, Maxwell? Yeah. <laughs> what, if, yeah. what if it doesn't work? Doesn't I mean, work. Oh, and, like, we think that, that's going to be better. One. We think Winman's going to be better in his linebacker spot. We think we can rotate yeah. all these guys. You know, like right, Scotty was depth. Yeah. yeah, Scotty was adamant about like you know guys can play full out because they're not worried about having to play seventy snaps. Well, they got to do yep. something on the you know hopefully only like fifty. 35 to 50 snaps that they do play. So um, for my number one concern, I'm going to go boring here. I'm going to say what's on a lot of people's minds. Hey, it's the, the secondary. Whoo, how, what an original thought that was, but I can go a little deeper into that, but I mean, we know the issues with the secondary. It is, I don't even want to say the numbers. I don't have to. We all know how horrible it has been. Uh, but, hey, there's a tweet that was sent out by just a strapping gentleman earlier today. Uh, I'm just going to read it off. I forgot who sent it. It says, Michigan State plays four of the seven skill position players selected as first-team preseason All-Americans and all three of the wide receivers. Prove your worth. Oh, wait. I, hold on. Wait. That was Maxwell Klitschke who tweeted that out. What would you like? Yeah. Would you look at that? So not only have we had some serious issues in the secondary, uh, it, it, really in the whole Mel Tucker era, the opponents are not going to let up on the gas pedal. They are coming in with players that will be shining on Sundays on a TV screen near you in the near future. So, so but to bring it more micro, though, I, I am very concerned about the whole Darius Snow thing. Um, 
look, this isn't a Michigan State specific issue. There are plenty of college teams out there that lack a pass coverage linebacker. Mm-hmm. Way easier said to get one than it is to actually do it. He is the guy that can do it on Michigan State. And so far, I, it, it looks like we are not going to be seeing him week one, maybe week two, maybe week three. Or even if we do see him, it's going to be at a very limited capacity. He's not going to be the Darius Snow of old. So, okay, like Aaron Brulee. Better yeah, that's luck than so... last year. Go get him, champ. Yeah. Woo, Angelo Gross. Come on down. Like, I, yeah. Oh, boy. It, it's yeah, a it's... steep drop-off from Darius Snow. It's yeah. nervous. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it was like Peach or you or Chief that put something out. But like, what are you looking for? Like, what do you think we improve on? And I responded yeah. with like, coverage. I think it was you because it was like coverage from linebackers. Because yeah. if we saw last year, Ben Van Sumeren, when he was in, and then Cal Halliday were absolutely a pick, picked on and abused. And yeah. even in that Michigan game where Jacoby moved back to that linebacker spot, you know, he's still probably had some rush from playing the, you know, like a front D line position, but mm-hmm. they were getting Colson Loveland and, you know, other guys like out in motion and getting him moving laterally. And he struggled with it. Um, so that's something I really hope that they've addressed or at least shirt up. But yeah, not having Darius at least like ready to go right when the season starts is definitely a huge blow. Um, I don't know if it's something where they're just going to, you know, grit their teeth and hang on and white knuckle it until he is able to be back. But we obviously have no idea what Darius Snow we're going to get back to. Um, So that's that is very concerning, especially because he's such a big piece of the program from like just anchoring the defense, kind of being that X role without, you know, getting the getting the playing time that he got last year. But yeah. yeah, him being back in any capacity on the field is huge. Um, I just hope that we don't like aren't in a position where we're like we could we could have really used him for the front half of the season. So yeah, uh, I I hear that 100. It could be another like Xavier Henderson thing mm-hmm. all over again. Uh, hey, hope everyone's in a really good mood right now. After that, hey, look at that. No, we're gonna have a lot more fun here in a hot segment. First, need to talk your ears off about bird dog shorts the best shorts in the game let me talk to you about my weekend all right woke up went to a farm with the wife and little tyke after that did some shopping we did a happy hour after that and then the rest of the night playing outside at the playground in the backyard with my little tyke and then sunday woke up did a golf outing you guessed it all in my bird dogs that's right you could live out a whole day in a Richard Scary book and just do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, all in the same pair of shorts because these bad boys are versatile. You're going to look good in these bird dogs. And also, hey, number three, you're going to feel good because the bird dogs I got, they are the ones with the liner on the inside. It's like wearing a compression short 24-7 with just the right amount of snugness. You can do it all in your bird dogs while looking good and feeling good. So what are you waiting for? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college again for a free white tech hat you will not want to take your bird dogs off we promise you also speaking of great clothing we got some more for you because homefieldapparel.com is laying it down for can't miss kickoff this year they are dropping hammers across their line they just dropped their michigan state line not too long ago well I shouldn't say they're lying. They're refresh, like 12 new items, all of them just dazzling for you. But Friday, they are going to drop 
almost a literal bomb on us because they are going to unveil the Michigan State bomber jacket this Friday. I have not gotten a sneak peek at it. I'm going to be honest. But if you go on homefieldapparel.com, you look at the other schools' bomber jackets that they've unveiled, simply sensational. You will not want to miss what they're going to drop on Friday. Or, hey, if you just want a T-shirt, you just want a sweatshirt, lawn sleeve shirt, homefieldapparel.com. But yeah, don't, just, don't just go there in order. Smash in promo code LOS23 for 15% off of your first order. One more time, gang. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code LOS23 for 15% off of your order. Now let's get the wonderful Maxwell Klitsky back in the mix here. First time we had Jan, we talked about last year's Maryland game, last year's Indiana <laughs> game, and now we just did a first segment of, hey, what's – what is going to keep you up at night mm -hmm. as we go to kickoff? We're going to try something really outside of our comfort zone here, Maxwell, between me and you. We're going to try to have some fun. We're, we're going to try to put a smile we'll on see those faces. We'll see how there. it goes. Yeah, we got a long way to go still. Okay, so this is over-unders. If you guys have no idea how betting works, how over-unders work, it's easy. We're going to say a sentence. We're going to give a number. We're going to guess if it's going to be over that number or under that number. Uh, Maxwell, I'm going to put you on the hot seat first. I understand that you are a guest that goes above and beyond. You brought a few of your own. I certainly did. What a guy. He, he does it all, folks. This is unbelievable. I want to start with this one, though. Maybe a basic one. Definitely going to be a big storyline into the season because I, I think Michigan State has a great defensive line. You probably do, too, Maxwell. You listening, you probably do. So the first over-under, average opponent's yards per carry. We're going to set the over-under at 3.3. Now, that's a big number because last year, 3.3 would get you tied for third. Michigan, Illinois, and Penn State all held opponents to 3.3 yards per carry. And it's not lost with me how big of a jump that would be for Michigan State. Last year, 4.3 yards per carry for their opponent, third worst in the Big Ten. Do you really think that they can make a jump that big, Maxwell, over or under 3.3 yards for their opponents? That's a good answer. That is a good answer. Yeah, this is it's a good question to be on the spot. So um, yeah. you have some interesting running backs on the schedule. Um, you lost yes. the, uh, I think Washington's lead back announced today he was um, out for the season, likely with, with injury. Um, but yep. you still have the two tandems at the big three schools. At You have Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. Um, you have Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams. And then you have Katron Allen, um, MSU recruiting product. Katron Allen yeah. and Nick Singleton. <laughs> um, and then even Maryland has one guy. I can't remember. I'm blanking on his name. But Minnesota obviously doesn't have Mo Ibrahim, but they're replacing Mo Ibrahim with Sean Tyler. And if yep. you remember him from the Western game, he broke off a pretty sizable run against uh, MSU's defense. And that was our fully healthy, you know, front right. seven that we had. Um, so I think. I mean, part of this could just be bleeding over from the first segment, but I'm going to lead towards that we're going to go over on the 3.3, but we're going to be under that 4.3. Um, I know we have, J you know, Jalen Sammy, Tumiche Ad yeah. uh, Adelaide, um, and then, you know, a few other guys, Simeon Barrow and Derek Harmon have been really well in that, in that front line to plug holes. But um, I think it's not a matter of, you know, MSU's pass rush front seven being bad. It's just you're going up against like the literal best of the best. Um, yeah. So, so I would have to go over to be the negative Nancy uh, on this one. So I, I don't hate that. And just to be contrarian, I, I guess I'll go under. Like I understand all those names that you just read off right mm -hmm. there are 
A-plus names, any one of those guys could be first team all Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Zero doubt about that, but I am just incredibly high on this front, uh, not just the front four, obviously, but the front seven as well. I, so I, I feel like I would just be a hypocrite if I talked all this big game all the offseason <laughs> and didn't say, you know, under three and a half. So give me 3.1. I don't think it's going to be like 2018 numbers, which was 2.6 yards. Yeah, per that's carry. nuts. Yeah, that was nice. I, I do. I do like that defense, but I feel like like 3.1, 3.2. Yeah. Lofty, but that's, that's what I'm going to go for. Hey, as long uh, as it's under the number. One? Unders under. You know what? Uh, do, you, do you just want to go flip flop here? Do you want to bounce yeah. it off me? And then I'll, yeah, let's so do this, this one will be uh, you'll be able to probably answer this one pretty quickly. Um, I won't need a lot of feedback for it. Um, FOIA requests by Detroit media personnel into Matt Weiss's computer access crimes. The uh, the line is Uh-oh. at 0.5. I, I'm obliterate. I'm putting the mortgage, my parents' mortgage, my in-laws' mortgage on the under. We are going to blow the unders of smithereens on, on that one. Thank I understand you. that we're a Michigan State <laughs> podcast, but seriously, that's just... Oh, he was accessing other accounts. We're good. Oh, we don't need to know oops. anymore. Who's amongst us? No. Does it, oh unmark, unmarked cars outside of the house? Ah, no. That, that's just Thursday over here. You know, that's yeah. that's every day. Yeah, this is oh, uh, this isn't somebody bringing forty eye collectors to uh to class. It's not. There's something more. Here. <sighs> no, it's great. Uh, they're up. They're up for another big season. Detroit media when, when it comes to covering oh, their yeah. favorite team in Ann Arbor or, or covering up everything in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Who's to say? Well, we'll stay tuned and find out. I guess. Um, but that's that, that's a strong one. <laughs> To, to kick things off with. I want to go to the quarterback competition here. Hold on. I, I just deleted my notes for some reason. All right, there we go. <laughs> Games where two quarterbacks play in the first half. Over, under, set at two mm. and a half. I hope I worded that question right. So I'll say it again. Games where two quarterbacks play in the first half. Over, under, is at two and a half Maxwell. Yeah, I actually us? almost put something similar to this on this on okay. my list, but I couldn't figure out how to phrase it. Um, yeah, it's clunky. So yeah, basically, will it be over by the Washington game, and also stay over after the Washington? I game? hope like, so. It's like a two part question, right? If it's over, this is not a good season, then, right? Right. I, I, that, that's just my way to look at it. I get that, like you can run a two quarterback system, and everyone says, "Oh, Florida did it back in." 06 with Chris Sleek and Tim Tebow. It's like, yeah, say those two names again. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest college football players of all time. And uh, yeah, I think that's a little different circumstance than what we got here, guys. Yeah, uh, and it was I'm, also 15 years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm taking the under here um, just okay. because I think that they're going to use that. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it happen in Ann Arbor. You know, they went with yeah. JJ and Cade for, you know, they split time the first two games. Granted, they could sleepwalk through their first seven games of their schedule last year. Right. Um, but I think we'll see, you know, we have two really good opportunities. And even so before the, even before those games, staff has already hinted at them doing it. And I don't mm-hmm. know why they would ham the hamstring themselves at this point to announce a quarterback, um, you know, just have both guys play against central and Richmond and then trot somebody out, you know, make Washington prepare for both and see who they yeah. get. So, uh, but other than that first half, I really hope, you know, barring injury as well, we wouldn't see anybody else. Um, right. So I would have to definitely go with uh, the under there. Um, okay. I, I agree. Yeah. Reluctantly. You, 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 you can see the, you can hear the confidence in my voice. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go under as well. Yeah. So I actually just thought of something. Are we counting wildcat quarterbacks? Do they have to be 
positionally recruited Ooh. quarterbacks here. Shoot, you know what? Yeah, if I could add a footnote after that, I'll I'll, I'll re-edit all this to make sure that this is okay. Uh, cool. The, the yeah, we'll question. take care of it in post. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, do, love doing post stuff. Um, <laughs> it has to be a full series and a half. It can't just be okay. like, hey, doing a cameo yeah. here, certain yeah, four. I'm gonna skedaddle in the wildcat. Like, yeah, it, it's, yeah it's, it's gotta be a full series, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I like but... under, and I think because I just. I need it to be under. Like I, I don't. Yeah. I don't want this to drag out throughout the season. Like I do want Correct. both guys to get a yeah. fair shot, but like I want to make up our minds by the time we go to Kinnick. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just call me old fashioned, but uh, I, I mean, think that'd be a good idea. I mean, ten years ago, we had kind of a a decision was made before a game in Kinnick, <sighs> and look how that turned out for us. I mean. Something to chew on. That's all. It was it was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> got that right. Um, Excellent. Okay. All right. So my next one. Um, let's see here. We this one will. I think this one will end up being a little positive. Um, okay. We'll see. Players with multiple touchdowns from scrimmage this year. Wow. So not quarterback passing touchdowns, but rushing touchdowns, rece- receiving yeah. touchdowns. The yeah. line is at seven and a half. You know what? I was going to say, like, it, it would have to be like, this sounds crazy. This sounds crazy. It would have to be like nine and a half for me to really sit on it. And maybe I'm just way too caught up in this whole wide receiver battle. Like, I know that they're not going to drag out seven receivers playing equal reps the entire season. But, like, I think it will be kind of close to start the year. And I'm just penciling in all three running backs having a touchdown. So that's three off the top right there. Trey Mosley, Malik Carr, that's five. And I, I imagine you can get three other receivers to catch a ball. So I, I do like multiple. seven and a half. I'm going to go multiple, multiple touchdowns. Yeah. So at least two. Oh God. Okay. Should I see? This is why I did so bad in high school. I didn't listen to the directions closely mm-hmm. enough. Um, oh, <sighs> under, 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 okay. under. Do you want seven little, on the dot? Do you want yeah. a little, history? I would like, please get, drop it on me. Yeah. So 2018, six. Okay. 2019, six. Two great offensive years. Good. Awesome. Impact. <laughs> right. 2020, noted offensive juggernaut. Yeah. Michigan State, three. Three guys with multiple touchdowns. Uh, in 2021, big offensive explosion. Yeah. Six guys. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. And then last year in 2022, we had nine players. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That is, so there was some research done facts. here. So if you think yeah. about it, you know, we've we've preached the mobility of Kim and, and even Hauser when he was recruited in. You know, he was like, don't sleep on his athletic ability. Um, I think Justin Thin of 24-7 has hinted at, you know, more QB run potentially. Um, yeah. So that could open up, you know, those, we, we saw Peyton Thorne have keepers. So definitely quarterback getting multiple touchdowns and then we have a wide open receiver room and a and essentially a wide open, you know, very toolsy um, running back room along with Malik Carr. So, you know, you know, you have gadget guys like Alante Brown and then you have Trey Mosley and then you have Jaron Mangum in goal line situations. And then right. you have, you have Montori Foster and Nate Carter and Jalen Barberin and, and those guys. So, I, and then Lily Carr, who is somehow still growing. Um, I think he's going to be like 7'3 and yes. 298 <laughs> right. by the time we play Michigan at this rate with mm-hmm. how they've been saying that he's growing. So I'm actually yeah. going to take the over on this because of the amount of the 
the breadth of you know yeah. talent that we have I like in the that. skill positions. I like that. Yeah, Malik Carr, seven foot three. He's going to transfer back to <laughs> Purdue to play for Matt Painter uh, literal, in the center position. Yeah, he, yes, as a grad transfer, right? Uh, it, it is canon. That that mm-hmm. is precisely what literal Paul Bunyan Malik Carr. Yes. <laughs> um, I got one that, you know, was just kind of a simple one to jot down here, but it wins against preseason top 25 teams. It, it's a low number, Maxwell, that I'm going to give you. It's 0.5. Do you see a win against a preseason top 25 team? And the teams, we're going to off AP poll here, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Washington, all in the top 10. Michigan State's the only school to play four preseason AP top 10 teams. How lucky for us. And then number 25, Iowa as well. But as we all know by now, that's on the road at Kinnick. And I, I'd rather play in the depths of hell than Kinnick Stadium. I, it's, it, it never goes well, except for that game you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Over. Yeah, let's go. See, who says we're always negative when we get mm-hmm. together? Let's go. It's over. Let's go. There it is. So I think I was having this discussion earlier today. I was trying to game out, you know, of those teams that were definitely not favored against. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, they're not lean losses. They're scheduled losses at this kind of Loss, this losses. point. Until yeah. we see what this team is capable of. Um you know, we look at Iowa, they have Cade McMahon and Eric all in offense, making them a competent offense. Hopefully, yeah. you know, Cade, um, you know, for some, for some listeners, hopefully Cade is, you know, he's okay from that muscle injury. He's sustained in practice. Um, sure. Yeah. But they're at least going to be a competent offense. They're like a good experiment for like a baby Michigan. If you yeah. want to look at it this way, like you look at games on the schedule to help you games later on the schedule. Iowa is one of those teams that could, you know, give us a tell to see how we compete with a team like Michigan in lineup. Um, there's definitely a path to beating Washington as well. Um, it's very unlikely and it has a lot of assumptions. It has the assumption that the front seven is able to keep Washington behind schedule and put them in obvious passing downs. And then once you're in there, you can really tee off and then, you know, hopefully you get enough pressure that the secondary can hold on for a less half second. Um, but again, that's a lot of assumptions and their defense isn't very good. It's like middle of the pack in the pack 12, which is kind of saying inspiring, inspiring. Yeah. So, I mean, there's paths there. They're obviously they're not likely because right now they're scheduled losses, but there's definitely where there's definitely pieces and things we can see along the season. That gives me confident that we at least sneak one of those. It's definitely not going to be Ohio state. I'm less confident about Penn State just because of how good they looked on defense last year and everybody that they're bringing back. Like, my whole thing is, like, Manny Diaz circles Lane Grant Trophy Week. He's He's got – he's, like, the Ivan Drago photo of Michigan Sparty (laughs) on his mirror that he's just, like, tearing up every day because (laughs) Michigan State is one of the main reasons – that uh, Manny Diaz is no yeah. longer in Coral yeah. Gables, living in Miami, and is in Correct. State College, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. Can you imagine what that does to a man? <laughs> oh, Mel Tucker himself put the for sale sign in his front yeah. lawn uh, yeah. after that game. Not good. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's yeah, I think I think we get one. I think we get one okay. somehow, some way. So, I like that. I'm going to go over two. I think it's going to be that Washington game or. 
the Penn State game because, like, hey, yes, Penn State. I think very highly of Penn State. If I had to pick a team to win the Big Ten, I would actually maybe go with Penn State here. However, I've seen Mr. Franklin puke on his shoes mm-hmm. many times in big game situations. So, hey, if it's the last game of the regular season, he just needs to win to go to Indianapolis. Would you look at that? Michigan State 32, Penn State Nittany Lions 29 or some weird score like that. I, I I could see it all happening in front of me. Just weird decisions throughout the game. So, yeah. Um, Want to try to sneak in one more each here uh, over-unders? Uh, yeah, mine can mine can be Let's pretty quick if you want me to uh, just double up. Mine's nonsense. M- mine's a nonsense quick one. So, okay, yeah, cool. no I have one that's, no a little more, that's a little more we can kind of flesh out or do quick. Um, sure. Players receiving all Big Ten honors at the end of the season. I have the same one written down. I'm excited to hear one? your number. Um, uh, yep, I'm so excited to hear I your number. Set, so I set my line at five and a half. Okay. So that's okay. including offense and defense and special teams, all three teams. Yep. I had it at four and a half because last year they had four as well. The year prior they had six. I am going to go. I'm going to go under five and a half. I'm going to say five on the dot, and I'm going to call my shot here too. I'm going to go Simeon Barrow, Cal Halliday, mm-hmm. Jacoby Winman, Malik Carr, and then a lineman. Like, if, if mm-hmm. we're going to have a strong year running the ball, I, I don't know if it's going to be strong enough where Nathan Carter can make a top three All-Big Ten team, which is an insane sentence to say, but that's our conversation from earlier. Right, yeah. So many great running backs in the Big Ten, but maybe they throw, say, Mac a bone, do play a bone or something like that just for, Gina hey. Vandermark. Sure, Gino Vandermark, that's another great one. Like, just something to say, hey, way, way to get 4.4 yards on the ground or, or whatever the mm-hmm. number will be at the end of the year. So, I... Yeah, so I'm going to go under five and a half. Um, yeah, I was leaning. I didn't know where to, where I sat with this one when I was trying yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, it's a good out. number. It's a good number. I definitely – so Cal Halliday was the only one that was named preseason. So he's definitely – like unless injury happens or anything, he's probably right. going to be on the list. It's very surprising to have somebody not fall off the list for non-injury reasons, for play reasons. So chalk yeah. him in. Sumin Barrows, I think, a lock for it, honestly. Um, you know, we could see Jacoby Winman, um, and then offensive line. We see, we do see at least one lineman, maybe Trey Mosley sneaks on, uh, depending yeah. on how the offense goes. That's still only like, you know, four fringe five. I was trying to think you, you could get three on offense and three on defense and there's your six. So just trying to find that third <laughs> offensive guy. Or I wish I looked this or, up. Do, do, do they do kickoff guy too? They do. They do place kicker. They do kickers. Jonathan okay. Kim could okay. backdoor okay. this number yeah, and get okay. it to six. Oh, he could front door it. Yeah, for place kicking, he could front door it. Oh yeah, this this guy's got a cannon right. for a leg. I love that. Let's go. Oh yeah, no, we're we're going over. Thank you, Jonathan Kim, for your services already. Uh, Maxwell, I want to bounce one more off you before we all go enjoy the rest of our week here. It is former MSU quarterback week one wins. We're going to set the bar at one and a half. It is Northern Illinois, the fighting Rocky Lombardis at Boston College. It is Theo Day at Iowa State with Northern Iowa. And then, of course, the fighting Peyton Thorns of Auburn. They're hosting UMass. Over under, one and a half wins here for the former Spartan Dogs for Life. Uh, Sorry, who's Northern playing again? They are playing Iowa State. Northern Iowa at Iowa State and then Northern Illinois, no, Northern Illinois at Boston sorry. College. Boston, Boston College. College. Uh, Michigan State's not a conference opponent next year. Nice little mm. preview for you. Yeah. Over. Yeah. 
Okay. Over. Do you want to call your Do you want to call your shot? Are you going to say Northern Iowa and Northern Illinois win, and then Auburn loses to UMass? Is that no? Is that as much as I would okay. love to say that, I can't say that because that's, right. that's just All not right. going to happen. Um, We're not feeling ourselves that much here. No, <laughs> it may. I bit. I'm leaning towards like a clean sweep because the Iowa State team is dropping like flies right now with amidst it's not the stuff good. that they have going on. It's not good. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a lot of bodies to play in Ames. And Theo Day, named to the uh, Walter Payton Award watch list, which is oh. the FCS equivalent of the Heisman Trophy. Let's so. go. Okay, nice. You know what? I'm going to lock in that parlay on FanDuel. We, we are going to take Northern Illinois, Northern Iowa, and Auburn. Once those odds come out, we will lock that in as the Spartan Dog for Life parlay. That's that's what we're going to call mm-hmm. it, the once a Spartan, always a Spartan. Go green until I die. Parlay. Classic Theo uh, Day. I'm going to uh, yeah. check out of this one play, throw a five yard out to get the sticks moving, and then immediately get pulled and we never see him again. That's why That's why I loved him. That's called taking initiative. He saw this offense stall uh, out the first, what, 10 games of the season. He says, you know what? I'm going to freestyle and take matters in my own hands. It worked. And then benched immediately. It's like, oh, sorry, Mr. Warner. I didn't want to do up the middle. Oh, Oh, this wasn't Mr. Oh Warner. It was. Oh, was this it was this was 2020. Oh, this was in the midst of the Rocky Lombardi, Theo Day, Peyton Thorne. Do we burn Kim's red shirt in his first season? Yeah, for Thorne everybody is. who thinks this like 23 quarterback mess has been, we just completely avoided yeah. 2020 from our minds. Yeah, of no, the in-season stuff that we've been doing. So, well, we start on a high note. We end on a high note here in lockdown Spartans. Maxwell, this was fantastic. Uh, I'd love to have you on during the season. You don't, you don't have to say yes or no right now, but like this is always a great chat. Hopefully, we can have more upbeat chats in the future. That kind of depends on how Michigan State does. Uh, but hey, until then, Max, enjoy the rest of your week. The listeners, the viewers, you guys enjoy the rest of your week as well. Love you all. Go green.